Hello, my dear Creator Club. I know I don't usually interrupt the very beginning of the episode like this, but I promise it is for a very good reason. I have a brand new free resource that you are not going to want to miss. If you've ever felt frustrated or overwhelmed by Reels, uncertain about what kinds of videos you can make that will actually get views and actually help you grow your audience, then this is for you, my friend. I'm just about to release a totally free email course called The Reels Compass. If you want to join the waitlist and be the absolute first to get lesson number one when it drops, then head over to katiesteckley.com slash reels dash compass. So you can sign up now and on November 21st, the very first lesson is going to go live. So make sure you get your email on that list so you're ready when the course starts. Also, this is the exciting part. Students of the Reels Compass are going to be getting an exclusive Cyber Monday discount on my signature course, the Instagram Roadmap. When you sign up for the Reels Compass free email course, you will get a 30% off coupon code for the Instagram Roadmap. So if you've been thinking about taking the course, but you've kind of been on the fence about it, now is the time to join. I don't plan on offering discounts often, and it very well could be next Cyber Monday when I offer another deal like this. So jump on it now if you're interested. And of course, even if you're not ready or up for the Instagram roadmap, still go ahead and sign up for the Reels Compass free email course. Like I've been saying, it is totally free and I've designed it to give you clarity and direction on how to move forward with Reels as a part of your Instagram growth strategy. So you can check that out at katiesteckley.com slash reels dash compass and get your name on that wait list so you're ready when it goes live on November 21st. If you're interested, November 21st, is also when you'll be receiving the 30% off coupon for the Instagram roadmap. And that discount is only going to be available until November 28th, which is Cyber Monday. So get on that wait list if you're interested. I can't wait to share the Reels Compass with you. Okay, that's everything I wanted to say. Let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or 1 million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. When you search starting a vlog channel on YouTube, One of the first results you'll find is a video from Think Media with a title saying, Vlogging is dead. And after watching it, I have one thing to tell y'all. Vlogging is not dead. Look, I have nothing against the guys in the video that I'm referring to, and I actually agree with a lot of the points and strategies that they shared. However, I really do believe that you don't need to make another boring, hyper-niche educational channel on YouTube in order to grow. People are growing with fun lifestyle vlog format content. You just need to know how to do it right. 
And that's exactly what I'm going to talk to you about in this episode. When you search how to start a vlog channel on YouTube, one of the first results you're gonna come across is this video from Think Media. And after watching it myself, I have one thing to report to you and that is vlogging is not dead. Look, I have nothing against the guys in the video and I actually agree with a lot of the points that they made. However, I do really believe that you don't need to just start another boring, hyper niche education channel on YouTube in order to grow. People on this platform are growing with fun vlog format lifestyle content. You just need to know how to do it right. And that's exactly what I'm gonna talk about in this video. Before we get into exactly why I believe you can still grow a successful vlog channel in 2022, I wanna address why the methods suggested in that video by Think Media that I mentioned, and this tends to be the method that I come across quite often in the world of YouTube tips, is I believe not exactly the best way to grow a YouTube channel anymore. This typical way of growing a YouTube channel just doesn't work like people think it's going to. And trust me, I've experienced this myself. Okay, so here's the pitch. This is the idea that most people have around YouTube growth. You start off by growing a hyper niche channel, meaning you only talk about one topic forever and ever, all the time. You make really specific videos and you optimize the hell out of them with SEO. So you use a ton of keywords in your description, you use lots of tags, and you make sure that your title is as long as possible with all the keywords stuffed in there. And then you just keep posting consistently about this really narrow subject area so that YouTube can identify you as an expert in that area and ensure that people are gonna find your videos via search. Then, the pitch goes, once you've established an audience for yourself using these SEO methods, you'll be able to pivot and start expanding your topics and talk about maybe lifestyle things or start a vlog and your audience will still be there to come along with you and they'll keep watching your videos. But here is where the problem is. It's not so easy to make that transition. So to be clear, I agree with a lot of this method, like you can slowly and steadily build up an audience using these SEO techniques. Like lots of people have done that and that does work. But the part that doesn't work so well is thinking that once you have a big enough audience, you'll be able to pivot and do something entirely different because at that point they'll just love you for you and so then you can become the vlogger that you always wanted to be. I always thought that once I hit 100K subscribers then I'd be able to post about whatever I wanted and everybody would still watch it because I would just be so famous by then. And that's what I told myself when I kept making the same kind of niche videos for a long time thinking once I get to this point then I'll be able to be a travel vlogger, it'll all be good. Obviously, that did not happen. Here's the thing, when you grow a really niche channel based primarily on SEO, so bringing people in who search for what you are creating, maybe you're answering FAQs, providing tutorials, you might not realize it, but you're kind of creating a transactional sort of YouTube channel. Let me explain what I mean by transactional. Let's say I search on YouTube, Sony A6600 camera review or Peak Design Backpack Review, and I come across a helpful video related to what I'm searching for. I will probably watch that video, get what I need from that video, and then go back to my homepage and start watching stuff that really draws me in and engages me. 
I might subscribe to the channel if I think that they're gonna provide more interesting information on what I want to know in the future. But chances are if I subscribe and then I see videos from them that aren't directly related to camera or gear reviews, then I might not watch it. That's because this whole interaction has been a transaction. I looked for something, they gave me what I was looking for, and then I said, thank you, I'm going back to my homepage again. But when you create a vlog, when you tell stories in your videos, then you build a relationship. It's not just a transaction, people get connected with you and invested in you on a personal level. And I think just the way that YouTube is formatted and the way that we digest these videos, when we come across videos organically, either through the homepage, through suggested videos on the sidebar, and we're brought in by an interesting thumbnail or a really intriguing title, and then we're drawn into that story and then we keep watching more videos because we're also drawn into the story of the video on their end screen. This builds a relationship. We get invested with who we're watching, but when we find them through search, it's much more of a, okay, I need this. You gave it to me. Goodbye. It's much more of a transaction when people find you through search. And this is the difficult thing. It is very, very hard to transition a transactional channel into a relational channel. And hey, I feel like I'm kind of in the process of doing that a little bit. I think that it is possible if you think about how you can connect your content with the topics that your subscribers came to you for, how can you integrate a little more personality? How can you integrate a little bit more story? But it's not gonna be just as easy as saying, I'm posting vlogs now, because trust me, I tried to do that and uh, it didn't go well for your girl, so. But you might be wondering, okay, Katie, so focusing only on search is going to then build a transactional channel. I don't want that. How do I get views then? Through the homepage, my friends. It's gonna be through showing up on the homepage. So how do you get onto the homepage with your vlogs? Well, let me tell you. Your vlogs need to have a really compelling story. And this is where a lot of especially beginner vloggers fall flat, and I'll be honest, myself included. This is something that I'm currently working on on my vlogging channel, Katie and Dan in a Van. It's not enough to just provide a play-by-play -play of your day. There needs to be a reason behind what you're sharing. Think about the primary question, why should a stranger care about this video? If you can't come up with a good reason, then it's not gonna perform that well on YouTube. And that doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile making, like it's good to create vlogs for your friends and family for practice, but if you're really interested in growing, you need to consider why would somebody else wanna watch this? Let's use a potential travel vlog as an example so I can show you how the same exact content, the same exact experience in life can be shaped into either just a play-by-play -play sort of vlog or a story. So let's just envision that we're on a trip together right now. One way that I might talk about the events that happened on our way to our destination could be we missed our flight, but we got onto the next one, we made it to our destination, and then we went out for some local food. So you can see how that is really just a log of what happened. Even if you show B-roll and you bring people through each action, you're still essentially just showing, we missed our flight, we got on the next one, we made it to our destination, we went out for some food at a local restaurant, right? A, B, C, D, okay, nothing much interesting about that, it's just a series of events but you can take that exact same experience and shape it into a story. And to do this, you need to focus on the rise and fall of events, the potential conflict and resolution 
to what you're going through. So maybe this vlog actually looks like, I don't know if we're gonna make this flight or not, but if we don't, we're gonna be forced to take the next one and then we're gonna end up in a brand new city alone in the middle of the night. This really establishes the stakes of your story. So what is the potential conflict? Missing the flight. What's the stakes of it? Well, we'll end up in a city by ourselves in the middle of the night. Then in the moment of action, oh my gosh, we did miss our flight. I can't believe this. I don't know what we're gonna do next. This is your conflict. This is really the tension in your story. Oh gosh, we missed the flight. What's gonna happen next? So we got the next flight and then a local cab driver took us to our Airbnb and gave us a great recommendation on where we could go to get something to eat. This is the resolution. This kind of ends off your story, leaves the viewers with a satisfied feeling of, okay, there was some conflict there, but we got to figure it out. So you can see how on the surface, a very basic series of events that you might be tempted to just describe in a couple of sentences, like I did in my first example, can actually be turned into a really gripping story that draws the viewer in whether or not they know who you are or are already invested in your life. Then you can use the conflict or the tension in that story to create a really intriguing title and thumbnail that draws the viewer in and makes them think, oh yeah, how did they work that one out? Now, of course, in this example, I talked about a travel vlog, but you can really use this process of storyfication to anything that you do, whether it's just a day in your life or anything else that you wanna vlog about. Just really try to look for where those moments of conflict or tension are. How can you set them up by establishing the stakes and how can you kind of finish them off by providing a resolution? Another super component of telling a successful story with your vlog edits is music. It's crazy just how much a little music can completely change the game and really draw your viewers in and keep them watching. Okay, so having a really good, engaging, and compelling story in your videos is definitely the top priority, but second on your list, and it's a very close second because this is very important, is having a really solid title and thumbnail that pitches the story of your video to your potential viewers. This is so, so essential because if you can't even get your audience to click on your videos and they're never gonna be able to watch it and fall in love with you and the story that you're telling. So you gotta make sure that you grab their attention when they are scrolling on the homepage. I like to think of the thumbnail as like the first scene in your story and the title as like the first sentence. Or you can also think of it as a snapshot from that moment of tension or the conflict that's coming up in your story. Think about how you can portray action and movement and tell a mini story just in the thumbnail itself. And then write a title that generates curiosity and really try to kind of migrate away from that mindset of putting as many search keywords in your title as you can. Write titles like they are the headline of a newspaper article, not like they are a keyword stuff blog post title. This was really hard for me to do because I have always sworn by the SEO method. You can see if you scroll back on my channel, even to like March or April of this year, I was still writing long titles, including as many keywords as I could. And then around April, I would say, I kind of had this mindset shift where I was like, I gotta stop focusing so much on search and focus more on getting on the homepage. So I really shifted how I wrote my titles around there. I tried to make them short enough that you could actually read them in the number of characters that YouTube previews on the homepage and also create a thumbnail that really complements it well. And I saw huge results since doing that. My channel was quite stagnant or a little bit on the decline from like 
I want to say February to like April of this year. And then since I really changed how I did my titles and thumbnails, focusing more on telling a story, teasing the curiosity, you know, trying to make the viewer wonder what I might be talking about in the video, I've really seen an increase in views. So it just goes to show the power of writing intriguing titles. For example, using our travel vlog that I was talking to you about, instead of titling it something like one week in Paris, our trip to France in the spring or something, which would be very SEO friendly. Instead, you might want to try titling it. We arrived in Paris at 3 AM. Here's what happened. Now, one important component of this whole strategy, I must tell you is having a consistent channel. Now I know that earlier in the video, I just got done saying how you shouldn't just hyper niche yourself and only ever answer frequently asked questions under a certain subject area. And that is true. That's very transactional. However, you still do need consistency because people will find you for one video and they are going to expect a similar vibe, a similar format, a similar length, a similar style in the other videos that they see from you. Think about the vlog that you're producing as a TV show. Maybe your show is like Friends or like The Office or like Gilmore Girls or like Outlander. If you are in fact living in a world like Outlander, then please notify me immediately so I can join you. Like for example, if Outlander all of a sudden published a episode of their show that was only 22 minutes long and included a lot of breaking the fourth wall and like interviewing the characters about the action going on in the show, a la The Office, viewers would be confused AF. They would be like, what is going on? This is not the show that I signed up for. In the same way, you want to make sure that your vlogs and their format become familiar to the viewers so that your viewers know what to expect when they click on a new video from you. Because one of the worst things when it comes to subscriber and like viewer retention, like keeping people coming back again and again, is if people click on your video, they expect one thing and they get another. That really breaks that trust between creator and viewer. And it means they're less likely to watch your content in the future. If there's one thing you can take away from today's episode, I hope it's that if you've been thinking about starting a vlog channel, you just go for it. Vlogging is so fun and fulfilling. You can have a moving photo album of your life. Basically, even if no one else ever watches your videos, it is so worthwhile doing that just for that purpose alone to capture your memories and have these awesome videos for you to look back on years in the future. But I really do believe it is possible to grow an audience with your vlogs. If you are intentional about the stories that you're telling and you think about building a relationship with your audience, with every piece of content that you publish. So if you found this episode helpful, you'll definitely want to check out my YouTube channel. If you go to youtube.com slash Katie, I've been posting a lot of videos lately about how to grow on YouTube. So make sure you check that out. And as always, you can reach out to me on Instagram at Katie Steckley, or you can email us at hello at Katie so that me and my team can hear what kind of episodes you might want to have us make in the future. We're always very open to feedback and Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch y'all in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the creator club podcast. This show is produced by creatorly media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorly media on Instagram. 
If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.